0: Section 18 of Birds and All Nature, Volume 5, Number 3, March 1899. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Z Martin. Section 18, The Common American Mole. This mole, Scallops aquaticus, is the most common species in the eastern portion of the United States. Moles are considered as animals of a fairly high order, on account of their forelegs being developed into perfect scoops for digging. They live almost entirely in underground retreats, where they lead a very peculiar life. They are found over nearly all Europe, a great part of Asia, southern Africa, and North America, and their habits are in almost every respect similar their varieties are not numerous but it is possible that there are still a great many species as yet unknown to naturalists they are all shaped and endowed says Brahm, in so striking a manner as to be instantly recognizable the body is stout and of cylindrical shape and merges into a small head without the intervention of a distinct neck the body is supported on short legs the forward pair appearing to be relatively gigantic digging tools while the hind limbs are longer and resemble those of a rat. The teeth are from 36 to 44 in number. Moles all delight in fertile plains, though they are also found in mountains. As the effect of light is painful to them, they seldom come to the surface, and even in the depth of the earth they are more active by night than by day. Their movements in their underground passages are much more rapid than when on the surface of the ground, where they can scarcely walk. They are also good swimmers when compelled by necessity to resort to the water. Of the senses of the moles, it is said that those of smell, hearing, and touch are especially well developed, while that of sight is deficient. All moles are quarrelsome, are addicted to vicious biting, and they take pleasure in devouring their own kind. They eat only animal food, all kinds of insects living underground, worms and the like, Though they also feed on small mammals and birds, frogs, and snails. They are exceedingly voracious, and as they can endure hunger only for a very short time, they do not hibernate. They are undoubtedly useful as exterminators of insects, though on account of their digging habits, they are considered a nuisance by the farmer. It was long thought that moles were blind, or had no eyes. The eyes, however, are about the size of a small seed and lie midway between the tip of the snout and the ears and are completely covered with the hair of the head they are protected by lids and may be projected or retracted at will once or twice a year the female mole gives birth from three to five young they grow rapidly and remain with the mother for one or two months then they begin digging on their own account and require no further attention they have been found to be very difficult to keep in captivity by reason of their insatiable appetite. As the mole is obliged constantly to construct new hillocks in order to secure its food, it cannot long hide itself from its enemies. It digs horizontal shafts at a slight depth from the surface, and in order to remove the earth it has dug up, it throws up the well-known hillocks many a beautiful lawn has been nearly ruined by the handiwork of this little creature who likes to bore its snout into loose soil and throw it backward with its powerful forepaws in a single night it can undo much of the labor of the gardener in loose ground the animal is said to work with really admirable rapidity oaken kept a mole in a box of sand for three months and observed the animal work its way in it nearly as rapidly as a fish glides through the water snout foremost using the forepaws to throw the sand to the side and the hind limbs to push it backward. Lecourt, wishing to investigate the speed of a mole in its conduits, set up in a row a number of heavy straws in the main conduit, arranged so that the mole could not run along the passages without touching them. To the tops of these straws he fastened small paper flags, and when the mole was occupied in its hunting ground, he frightened it with the sound of a bugle, and thus caused it to run into the main conduit. Then the little flags fell down one after another the instant the mole touched them, and the observer and his assistants had an opportunity to correctly record the speed of its course for a short distance. c c m End of section eighteen